This is where they are building the largest nuclear fusion reactor in the world. Yeah, a friend of mine told me I had to check out this pool. America on Main Street and at the dinner table is talking about infrastructure when 20 years ago they didn't even know what that meant. Today, those towers are an astounding display of wealth, prestige, and engineering. First. It's impacting everyday Americans. I am against the train the way it's being done right now. New York City housing is a scam. It is a scam, 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 scam. The Shard in central London is being officially opened today and at 310 metres tall, it's Europe's newest and tallest skyscraper. Hello, I'm Fred Mills. And this is the world's best construction podcast by the B1M. Hello, hello, and welcome to the world's best construction podcast. We are back. Your favourite show, guys, is back in your ear, or one of your favourite shows, at least. I'm your host, Fred, and as always, I'm joined by my fellow co-hosts, Luke Bly and Liam Marsh. Let's come to Liam first this week, down down under in the winter. How's it going, mate? Mm, cold, mate. Very cold at the moment. Other than that, I'm good, mate. I, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Had a pretty boring week, to be honest. Nothing... <laughs> <laughs> Nothing really to talk about. Like, I was just chatting to Luke. He's like, what have you been up to? I was literally, I've, I've been just walking the dog and trying to teach it new tricks. <laughs> yeah. I've got, I got sit down, Pat. I've got stay. I've got shake. That's, oh. about, that's about all I've got. That's not bad, though. Not bad going for mm. this early on, mm. is it? Yeah. It's all right. It's all good, mate. But yeah, very, very, very boring. Um, what have you been up to, Luke? Right. Well, I went up London on Saturday with the family, and I finally, finally went to Battersea. I've oh. not been able to go to Battersea until this weekend. And I thought, the f- my first impression was Battersea Power Station is so much bigger than what yeah, it looks like. It's on huge, footage. isn't it? It's huge. It's like the footprint, everything about it. Like you look up, especially when you come out the underground, the new. Battersea Power Station Underground Station. You're like, mate, this thing is massive. It's so imposing. Um, I, look, I know, I know it has its politics, you know, um, and there's mul- multiple, you know, factors that went into the Battersea development that necessarily aren't aren't right, ethically right, but it was well impressive. It was really impressive. I really, really enjoyed it. And as like a shopping destination, which it is. It's yeah. really, really impressive. Again, it's better than like going to just like a shopping center or something. It's it's really good. And yeah, when we had dinner at one of the arches nearby, it was great. You know, like the railway arches nearby. It's really, really good. Do they have like, is it like this um, massive beer garden there? I keep seeing um, Instagram posts of just like a big area in Battersea and just loads of picnic tables and everyone just out there having drinks, eating food, having a, having a really good time. Uh, it sounds about right. Yeah. Sounds about right. Um, I didn't see that, and I'm a little bit annoyed that I didn't see that. But there was there was there was like a bar next to us on the railway arches bit, which is right next to Battersea. The whole development, and I another thing I couldn't believe I couldn't believe how busy it was. It was yeah. so busy. There were so many people there. So, I is is the redevelopment working? I at the moment, from my point of view, on that one Saturday, and it was the weekend. It it did seem like it was working. For yep. me, anyway. So, 
yeah, yeah I'll pr- tell I'm, you that. I'm pretty excited to go see it when I'm in town. Um, yeah. It looks amazing. Yeah, it Probably does, one mate. of my, my favorite um, projects that's that's been restored, like historic projects. Oh, and you know what? We're, 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 we were in Covent Garden before that, right? We come out of a shop and suddenly I look up, what's that noise? What's that going on? Helicopters going by, like tons of helicopters going by. I, I honestly think to myself, end of the world, like <laughs> Russia's <laughs> sending a missile or something. <laughs> Just, <laughs> something's going down, but it wasn't. There was, there was a flyover. I, 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 I'm not 100% sure what it was for, but there was a huge fly of that. There was the red arrows and there was spitfires and it was amazing. Yeah, it was wow. uh, trooping the colour in London on Saturday because we ah. got the, cause the fly past. Once it goes over the palace, it turns and comes back out over Surrey. So we got it literally, we watched it on TV and then got to go out the front of our house and have oh, loads wow. of helicopters and planes go over, which was very cool. Yeah. Seriously? Yeah, it was oh, very, wow. very cool. Yeah, that's that was that was really really special. That was like one of my favourite things of the day. So yeah, all in all, good day, mate. Good day, Fred. You've been alright, mate. Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. It's been a really big week for the OM because we've announced uh, Get Construction Talking, a new mental health initiative, which I'm really really proud about. Uh, so that was announced on Tuesday, but the launch event is on the 12th of July in London. Uh, we're doing a new two-part video series on mental health and construction which is amazing i'm so proud of how it's come together so uh yeah excited to see that come out on the 12th of july it's gonna be on youtube uh and screened at our um as i said screening event at hamyard hotel in central london which can be very very cool we're also doing a podcast coming your way soon on this medium guys we've got a special website around it mm. uh we teamed up with all the big construction mental health charities we're working to lift up those charities and help you know, not not we don't want to double up on the stuff they're doing. We just want to raise awareness of mental health in construction and lift up the work that they're doing and raise money for them. So, yeah, get construction talking is something we've been working on for a long time. It's something that's really close to my heart, and I'm yeah really pleased this week that it's it's out, it's announced, and we're building up to the big launch event on 12th of July. So it's free to come down, guys. There's good canapes. There's good yeah. free drinks. Come along. It's going to be good. We're going to be there. We're going to be there, aren't we? Yeah, Liam's coming to London for it, guys. This is how big a deal mm. it is. Yeah, mm. coming stateside, flying all the way over. Definitely, I think I think it's a great initiative though. Using the B one M scale and influence to really push the message globally as well. It's yeah, it's a fantastic initiative. Really looking forward yeah. to it starting. Yeah, no, it's really cool. I think uh, this is something that I I didn't realize how much of an issue mental health is in construction. You know, worldwide, it is one of the, if not the top, one of the worst performing industries for suicides and mental health rates, uh, well, poor mental health rates of any industry, particularly among men. Um, I've, I've, you know, we're going to talk about this more in the campaign, in the videos. We're going to do a podcast about it as well. But I've, not many people know this, but I've been on my own mental health journey the last few years. I've really struggled with mental health the last few years. Um, and through that experience, I really came to realize that this is something that can affect anyone. You know, it doesn't matter how good your life looks on paper or how happy you think people might seem. It's something that can creep in and affect anyone. You know, depression um, is one of the one of the things that can come about with poor mental health. That's something that I really struggle with. Um, you know, anxiety is another. There are lots of lots of different things out there. Um, but that's what really struck me is that this can affect anyone, and particularly among men. People don't really men don't really share their feelings, open up or talk about it as much as women. So in a male-dominated industry where you've got loads of pressures like uh, long working hours, long travel, terrible payment practices, uh, a very kind of male-dominated culture, it, it, it's a 
it's a real recipe for for poor mental health and it was only through my own experience that i realized how bad mental health in construction was and literally i looked at these amazing charities doing this fantastic work um i looked at the enormous platform and mega megaphone that we've built with the b1m and i wanted to use what i've built to kind of amplify lift up and move the dial on this issue you know, make a difference on this issue so that's what get construction talking is all about you know we're not experts at mental health um, or, or diagnosing it or helping people uh, but we're really good at drawing attention to big issues and getting the word out in construction and and further afield so we're using what we're good at uh, which is obviously the video production and the media side we're using what Procore are really good at Procore are our major sponsor for this they're helping us with the enormous influence and reach across the industry making this a global campaign which is fantastic you know we're doing tube advertising as part of this across London New York other US cities as well we're doing a Chicago launch in September they're really giving it a, a global scale which is awesome mm. and yeah using those things that we're good at to lift up what the charity is really good at which is uh, helping people finding support providing services where they need it and the whole thing around get construction talking is that you know this is something that we can all start doing today for free there's no barriers to entry here there's no training required we're asking people to just be a bit more aware of mental health and construction to spot the signs someone isn't right in their mates and to chat to them and point them to support if they need to you know they don't need to be diagnosing them or treating them it's just spotting the signs and pointing people in the right direction of help if they need it I think if if through this we can get millions of people in construction more aware of mental health, talking about it, if we can remove the stigma, then we'll make a massive, massive difference and move the dial on what is a a critical issue. It's it's a killer issue. More people Mm. die from suicide in construction than the other causes. It's it's shocking. The industry addresses physical health and safety and has done so for decades and is now... Not perfect, but a lot better than it was. But there's a huge issue with mental health, and we need to treat mental well-being and mental health as important as we do physical health, in my opinion. Wow, wow! Now this is a special, special message, mate, and I can see that it's uh, it's passionate, you know, for you, and uh, it's really important. So. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be good. As great. I said, announced this week. We're very excited. It's out of this week. You can follow Get Construction Talking on social media. There is getconstructiontalking.org where you can go and register for our launch event. Free to attend. I'm going to be there in person. Liam's going to be there in person. Luke's going to be there in person. There's canapes. There's mini sirloin steak canapes, which I'm particularly excited about. Uh, we've got industry leaders. We've got a great turnout. We've got the video series being screened. Yeah, come down, guys. Register over at getconstructiontalking.org. We'd love to see you there. Uh, yeah, that's, that's been my week, basically. Pretty big uh, pretty big news in old B1M land. As always, you're very busy, Fred. As always. <laughs> but this 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 time round, it's really important. Really, really important. So, yeah, that's great to hear, mate. Looking Thanks, forward mate. to it. Looking Thanks. forward to it. <laughs> well, coming up on this week's episode, guys, we're going to be talking about some of the tallest skyscrapers under construction in 2023. Uh, we're going to go into get construction talking in a bit more detail later on in the episode. We're also swinging over to Miami to look at Zaha D's new residential building uh, built on the site of a formerly collapsed uh, residential condo, which is pretty interesting. Whole thing as ever is going to be sprinkled with some of your comments from the week and witty banter from me, Liam, and Kyle. Let's go.
First this week, we're looking at some of the tallest skyscrapers under construction this year. Now, despite the pandemic, despite a global shortage of labour and materials, uh, despite many problems hitting the construction industry right now, it does seem like nothing can stop the skyscraper. So in this little video, which came out on the B1M yesterday, we've looked at desert super tools, jaw-dropping infinity pools, epic sky bridges, the whole nine yards, guys. This is this is a this is a good little skyscraper roundup. Uh, I'm excited for this. We're going to go around the world, look at a few of the cool ones being built. Are you guys excited? On a scale of like one to ten, ten being very excited. Where are you sitting, Liam? About nine point five. Nine point five. <laughs> yeah, the iconic towers what? letting me down a bit. Oh, okay, that's what the point five was. Okay, <laughs> good. Where, where are you, Luke? I'm a ten, mate. I'm a oh, ten oh. because I love skyscrapers. I'm such a skyscraper fanboy. You know that is how I discovered the B1M a long time ago through skyscrapers. So now I'm looking forward to it, mate. We got some. We got some cheeky towers on here. We cheeky do, towers. We do. We're heading yeah. to a pretty cool country first of all. This is uh, where the world's tallest building currently resides. So these guys know how to build a skyscraper, right? We're swinging over to the United Arab Emirates, the UAE in the Middle East, and looking at the Seal Tower. So this place, as I said, already got the world's tallest building. It's got the world's biggest observation world. It's got the world's biggest everything else, literally. You, know, you name it. Name a record. Dubai's got it. It's now going to have the new world's tallest hotel. Now, it did have mm. the world's tallest hotel for a little while with the Burj Al Arab, which is that insane sail-shaped thing out on the island, a seven-star hotel, which does look a bit dated now, I have to say. But um, yeah. But yeah, so that's that was the world's tallest hotel. I think they then got overtaken by a few other things around the world. But anyway, it's now come back in the form of the Seal Tower. 365 meter super tall building, a thousand guest rooms. That is a lot of guest rooms. That's 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 a the breakfast buffet is gonna be busy. Uh 82 <laughs> floors, <laughs> all kind of fancy suites. Uh but uh, skipping ahead, the most important impressive bit is the bit at the top. This is massive open air observation deck at the crown it's got an infinity pool you can swim in overlooking dubai yeah it's it's insane that observation uh deck and that um infinity pool is unbelievably good yeah i I love that If, if it didn't have that this is actually my favorite building on the list purely because of that reason if it didn't have that i i i don't think the design's that good i completely agree completely mm. agree with that yeah visually you think it's it would be a bit bland otherwise mm, absolutely imagine just sitting up there in the affinity pool 30 degrees sitting up there just chilling in the water <laughs> world's be best construction podcast on <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> bluetooth speaker popping out the world's best construction podcast <laughs> absolutely mate what's not to like eh link it up to the orcs of kyle yeah yeah <laughs> All, all 1,000 other guests cramming in at the same time. One, like one, feelings, wasn't it? one, one thing I, I, that's not negative. It's more a bit of a whinge or a semi whinge. Would it be windy up there? There's, there's yeah. no mention of, I've looked into the building. There's not really much mention about like blocking the wind or anything like that. I'm sure that, I'm sure there is. When I've been to those sort of things before, and that's just to say, dear listener, I don't hang around five-star hotels often, but when you go to those kind of things before, they have very <laughs> big glass, like like taller than you glass walls around them that do a lot of shielding. Now, in the renders, we should say, guys, this impressive pool is currently just a render. Uh, I'm not seeing any of that, so it's a good point. It would be pretty windy up there, I think. Hmm. The same with that helipad on top of the other 
Wolves Tours Hotel there. It's that Burj Al Arab helipad. Scares me because there's no edges. So what if you're out there and it's really windy and you get blown off? <laughs> yeah. I've had nightmares yeah. about that. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it feels like as well the area is a bit small for the hotel. You know, a thousand rooms and you've got a pretty small footprint for the pool and I'm sure there'll be other pools and whatnot. Or maybe this is just for the VIPs or something. I don't know. But all in all, I, I, I actually think this is one of my favorite towers on the list. For the same reason you said, for that little cutout at the top, mm. you know, it's 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 all skyscrapers like this will always remind me of the Shanghai Finance Center, you know, like the bottle opener yeah. in Shanghai, mm. which is just, you know, that is a superb tower and that's so well executed. Um, but this is like a really different take on that. It's a really, really different take on that. And um, I'm I'm excited for it. And I'm not always, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of skyscrapers and really tall buildings being built in Dubai that, uh, you know, come across as a bit plasticky at times or same old, same old. And I'm not always a fan of it. But um, this, this, I think is delicious. Absolutely oh. delicious. Yeah, no, it is <laughs> fantastic. I'm really looking forward to, to, to seeing this rise and for the cladding to be put on. Hopefully the cladding's good. It's got to be good quality cladding. So... We know that with you, yeah. We know that with you, Luke. Yeah, you always like a bit of cladding. I love a bit mm. of cladding, mate. You know Hate me. the old value you know engineering. Um, yep. th- this building finds itself completing at quite a good time, right? Because Dubai's tourism industry obviously had a big old hit during the pandemic. Not as big of a hit as other places, because a lot of people seemed to me like every influencer was in Dubai at one point. But anyway, <laughs> um, Emirate had seven. The Emirate had seven point two eight million international overnight visitors in twenty twenty one, which was up thirty two percent. Uh, year on year, according to the Dubai media office. So it's, yeah, the, the tourism's bouncing back. More people going to Dubai than ever. Uh, and this hotel adds another thousand guest rooms into the mix. So I can believe that. Emirates have been spamming my Instagram hard. Like <laughs> <laughs> every other advert I get is fly Emirates to Dubai or fly to Japan and then stop off at Dubai for two days. And mm. Uh, I'm I'm not even a big Dubai. I'm not someone who's like, oh, Dubai's on my top ten places to go. It's not right, but these offers they are tempting. Mate, stay <laughs> over as well. <laughs> What's it like a six and a half hour flight from London as well? I think so. Yeah, yeah about it's that. nothing. It's yeah. easy. Well, it's nothing to you guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's like one of the legs when you go like um, via the. Uh, I think it's via Doha. And it's like London to there, it's like easy. And then the next one's like 16 hours. You're like, oh. <laughs> you're all pumped up. You're like, oh, that was easy. Sweet. And then you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, swinging over now from Dubai to New York, we've got 270 Park Avenue rising in Manhattan. Uh, now, we've covered this a lot of the B&M already. We've talked about it several times. But this is a major, major new skyscraper rising in Midtown. 423 meters, super tall. It's going to be taller than the Empire State Building and dwarf the nearby Chrysler Building. This is a big, bulky new building dropping down here. Worth saying, this part of town, Midtown East, has been in need of improvement for quite a long time. There's been very little new office construction over the last two decades, and the average age of districts, oh, sorry, the average age of buildings in this district is around 70 years old. So there is a lot of office space in New York. There's not a lot of premium office space in New York, as we said before. So in this world of encouraging people back to the office and getting in big name brands who want fancy offices these days, Midtown East isn't really cutting it. 
Enter the three billion US dollar new headquarters for JP Morgan Chase, two seventy Park Avenue. It's obscene, to be quite honest. It's extremely luxurious. There's everything you could imagine. Foster mm. and Partners design. It's got a step back profile, which kind of nods back to the Art Deco skyscrapers of the early twentieth century. There's the East Side Access project and subway lines underneath it. We've done a whole thing on the engineering of that. You've got it designed by the uh, the fancy guru dude. You know, it's 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 fancy. It's a nice I office. Remember that mm. <laughs> guru <Yeah>. dude. <laughs> well being, circadian lighting design, fancy uh, stuff. Superb, superb. Mm. This this tower is excellent, and I think it's the my favourite on this list. Um, <laughs> it screams. You guys can't say that on each tower, you know. <laughs> I said with the last one, I said it's one of my favorites. Oh, okay. <laughs> Don't worry, lads. It's all downhill from here. No, no. Uh, two, 270 Park Avenue is it's so quintessentially New York. Everything about it screams New York. And the fact that it's been built in such a, uh, a, an iconic location, it's going to change what we know about New York. You know, New York skyline is is so so famous and this is going to come in and mix it up a little bit but still keep to that new york character and personality mate come on i'm so excited and it's huge it's huge isn't it it's bigger than the empire state it is a big building i think this is my thing so i like it i like the detailing on it i like the design of it it is very big and imposing i think if you're going to build something that big on the skyline in that location next to those iconic buildings it needs to be really really good um, so yeah, I hope the detailing comes through right. It it just feels a bit imposing to me. It's not a very elegant building. You're not I mean, sold, are you? It's You're not stocky. sold on this. I'm not sold. He's, no, he's a girthy boy, but he mm. it's it's going to look brilliant. I'm happy that it's a bit bullish. Yeah, it's going to stick out like a sore thumb. I think <laughs> <laughs> it's huge, a swollen sore thumb, a big yeah. fat swollen sore thumb. Yeah. It is a monster of a, a monster of a building. I like I like the design. I'm I'm, I'm still have the same um, feelings as when we discussed it last time on the podcast. Podcast, it's, it's all right. It's all good. Oh, yeah, oh, sorry, Luke. I don't I see your face. Goodness, me. I don't get it. I don't get it. It's so good. No one so like just like sitting there going, "What? I've done all this work <laughs> building a new skyscraper in New York. <laughs> Come on, what's the man got to do? What's the man got to do?" <laughs> Needs an observation yeah. deck and he needs an infinity pool. Grow <laughs> <laughs> the trees, mate. Throw some trees. Yeah. There's no trees on it, too. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Where's the shrubbery? Yeah. Where's the shrub? Nothing. We've got nothing to criticize it for. We want to have a big old run about the trees. <laughs> Left them off. Uh, next up, guys, we're swinging over to Egypt. Again, we're covering the iconic tower because it is the first ever super tour being built in Africa. You can't really not have it on this list. 393 meters we've we've covered it before as you know on this podcast but uh, enormous great building being built in the middle of a desert because egypt is relocating its capital city from cairo to wait for it new cairo <laughs> <laughs> uh, officially the new administrative capital or the knack um, about 45 kilometers oh, away from cairo to the east out into the desert the entire egyptian government is relocating into a new purpose-built monumental district that's roughly the same size as singapore 
a bit controversial because apparently it's been designed to prevent protests and there's some very luxurious palaces and some kind of residences and things being built. Uh, there's new buildings for all the official monastery monasteries ministries. So I've got that complete <laughs> new buildings for the official <laughs> ministries being built, the Egyptian Parliament, uh, and as I said, a sprawling and rather lavish presidential palace, all built with uh, taxpayer money. Anchoring it all is this new skyscraper that's going to dwarf the current tallest skyscraper in Africa, which is the 234 meter Leonardo Building, uh, iconic tower, 393 meters, super tall. It's got offices, uh, there's apartments, there's a five-star hotel. It's already structurally topped out and due to complete later this year. The footage of this thing completing and rising in the desert is just extraordinary. It's a huge, huge building. To have built something like that in that location is, you know, taking aside all the kind of politics and controversy around it, it is very, very impressive. How would you feel as a taxpayer? I know we spoke about this last time, but imagine you're a taxpayer in Egypt and the government's like, hey, we're going to build a new district for us. It's super luxurious, and it's going to be the size, roughly the size of Singapore. <laughs> like, I can't believe, like, the, the, when you mentioned that, Fred, that it's roughly the size of Singapore. It just blows my mind. Like, it, it, it it's insane. And it's literally for politicians. It's not really for mm. everyday citizens. I don't even know if they can go. Can, can people go, like, stroll around it and have a look at it? Is it going to be gay? It sounds like it's going to be potentially gated i don't know it seems allegedly turn yeah (laughs) you can just turn up and walk around but you're right it's you know this came about from congestion and pollution in cairo so instead of solving that issue the solution has been to relocate the administrative parts of the government out to a new administrative capital the knack as i said um yeah taxpayer money funding it i mean they'll they'll badge it up as efficiency and sustainability and improve government and all this sort of stuff but it's a different culture, isn't it? I think for us over here in the UK, it feels like the sort of thing that would get you in quite a lot of trouble and uh, you know, get some get some stuff kicking off in politics. But maybe it's it's a different context there. Yeah, I, I I'd agree with you. Actually, I do think it's a different context, and they've got completely different reasons to to do it as opposed to, you know, we wouldn't just go, oh, we're going to build a new capital just outside London, you know. But we've built new towns, haven't we? You know, we covered that in in the in the original uh, Egypt, <laughs> new new administrative capital, the knack. I hate that. That is so, so stupid. Um, listen, I, I think this is really impressive. It's really, really impressive that they're doing this. It's great um, that, I don't know, they're, they're, they're doing something about a problem. You know, and I think a lot of countries probably envy that a little bit. Is the is the truth, right? They've they've got an issue and they're going, look, let's let's fix it and let's throw money at it. The way they're going about it is is it is a little bit extreme, maybe. Um, and I think architecturally, that's this is where I have my issues with it, is that it doesn't always scream that it's Egypt. Um I think in the original episode again I said that the 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 big boy the skyscraper, the iconic tower, doesn't scream Egypt at all. And I think I got that slightly wrong, where this is meant to be a nod to like pharaonic crowns and you know, it things is, like yeah. that. But still, it's you know, does it it's okay. I'm even looking now, it's progressed way more since we last mm. talked about it. And uh I'll mention it again, my favourite topic, cladding. You can see some cladding, you set a lot of cladding on the tower now and it looks all right. It doesn't look 
jaw dropping. It looks okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's a two star review from Luke. It's mediocre. I'd say three. I'd say three. Oh, okay. Or two and a half, maybe. Because it, well, like, it, is, it is impressive. There's no doubt about it. It's crazy impressive. But mm. as we know from doing this podcast and the word banter, you can't just stick iconic in front of something and expect it to become iconic. It's not how it works. Right. You have to no. earn. You can't just call it the iconic tower. Yeah. You have to earn the badge iconic. Yeah. It should have been more Egyptian. Sh- they should have really lent into the Egyptian. Like, they, they, this is the civilization that gave us the pyramids, mate. You know? <laughs> what, do you, what, do you, what do you want then? Like, some big sphinxes outside and obelisks? Why, and- why not? Why not do a skyscraper modeled after an obelisk? Why not? Yeah. Hmm. Why not? You know, instead, they're going for a skyscraper that could really be plonked anywhere in the Middle East or Asia, right? Hmm. It could. I agree. Three I'm things. Not, you know. Three things you do to make it more Egyptian, without, offend- <laughs> without offending Egypt, please. I I'm not. No comment. No comment. Oh. Because I, I think this is this is part of this is part of a wider rant that I always have. That like more bit buildings <laughs> look more and more globalized, don't they? they yeah, look, I know what you mean. There needs to, know, there's no vernacular, so I, I get it. Right. I'm, I'm right. With you. Right. I'm with you. And maybe uh, I'm wrong. Gonna- maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Um, swinging on now down to Australia this is 308 Exhibition Street which is rising in Melbourne uh, close to Liam well that's my, me saying that it's in Birmingham you know, it's closer to you Liam than I am so mm. <laughs> for sure uh, yeah 308 Exhibition Street uh, very impressive new building it's worth saying Melbourne is in the middle of a bit of a skyscraper boom so it's now the tallest city in Australia by far according to the Council on Tall Buildings and Urban Habitat uh, and rising in the middle of all of that is uh, 308 Exhibition Street is a new twin tower development rising 231 metres. There's going to be a hotel in one side and high-end apartments in the other. Easily, the most eye-catching feature of this is an epic sky bridge that spans between the two skyscrapers, that kind of gold ribbon sky bridge. We've covered it before on the B1M. We've done a really uh, deep dive on the engineering of that, which which was awesome. Um, now, inside that multi-storey link, there's a glass floor so that if you're feeling brave, you can walk over it and look down at a 40-story drop beneath your feet. Uh, that was actually featured on, I think, some Seven News in Australia featured it, and they featured our video and me talking in it, which was very, very cool. Um, but yeah, the guys like stood on top of the glass floor, jumping up and down, and yeah, pretty pretty impressive stuff. Um, Towers actually used that sky bridge to create a rigid connection between them, so it enables them to... Uh, share and better manage wind loads. It also enhances their ability to withstand seismic activity, so earthquakes and stuff. Uh, so yeah, it's not just a pretty feature. It does uh, it does a job as well. It's not just form before function. It's actually function before form. So mm. yeah, we like that one. Uh, Penthouse here recently sold for thirty nine million Australian dollars, which is a new record for Melbourne. Uh, and in in this video, which came out yesterday on the B one M, there is footage of the owner of that apartment having his luxury car lifted by a crane up into his apartment. I mean, uh, there you yeah. go. What's the point in that? I don't understand the point in that. Does he have to do that every time he wants to drive it out? Or? Well, he's, not, he's, he's not going to show, he's not gonna be going for a cruise anytime soon, is no, he? I, I, yeah, I got that. Yeah. <laughs> 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 he's a show-off. He's a show-off. You know, he wants people to know he's rich and powerful and he's got a car in his penthouse, you know? 
This Skybridge <laughs> is very eye-catching. It is very prominent. I don't, I don't think this built well, these buildings, I suppose, skyscrapers, would get as much attention, obviously, if that w- if there was no link between them. Oh, no way. Mm-hmm. No way. Yeah, it's nice building. <laughs> Overlooks the Botanical Gardens as well, I believe. So it's got a very nice outlook. Have I got that right? The, the, yeah. the big park in Melbourne, anyway. Um, it's got a nice outlook. It's got a nice location. One of the one of the big parks, mate. I don't know. I don't think it's botanical gardens. No, Shang- the Shangri-La Hotel is in it as well. So it's it's fancy stuff. Oh, yeah, it's Ain't the real really deal. Good. I'm liking that. You know, going off my point from the last tower, that um, these these tower these these skyscrapers in Melbourne seem to have these like gold detailing you know that at first are a little bit you know you're like wow that's a bit different isn't it but the fact that the city's kind of doing it with a lot of towers now i think some on the south bank is it like the eureka tower they have that detailing on it and um yeah i like it i like mm. it it's not my favorite but I'm, I'm i'm happy it's something a little bit different and dare i say it looks australian it's mm. it's it looks yeah it looks really impressive the car thing is uh, stupid so yeah. stupid. <laughs> Fred, what, did they end up doing the, um, what was that video we worked on? Uh, the, is it the spiral? The green spire? Green spiral? The green spine. Um, spine. Uh, All right. Yeah, that is the UN studio designed Twin Towers. Um, really impressive building. I think that was going to be the tallest building in Australia. I think, yeah, it would, would have been the tallest building in Australia. Um, I believe it's still under development, under construction. I think they're, they're starting early works on it now, I believe. Um, I know there's a special rule in Australia where with, I think it's still the case, with residential apartments, you have to have sold the apartments before you can start building the tower. You can't just build speculative apartments, I believe. Um, so that oh, wow. could be what's holding it up. I think I, I know they sold quite a lot of them, but I think they had a bit further to go. So, uh, yeah, interesting little quirk of the Australian real estate system. I think mm. that's still a rule. This has been changed in the last couple of years, but... Um, Hmm. But yeah, correction alert. I'm going to issue a correction. I was saying it's the Royal Botanical Gardens. I've got my Australian cities wrong. That is in uh, that's in Sydney. This is Carlton Gardens <laughs> in uh, in Melbourne. <laughs> but in my defence, they are historic Victorian era gardens, and it features in the middle of it the Royal Exhibition Building, which is an iconic Victorian centre for events. So it is a Victorian park, and they are gardens. Hmm. They're just called Carlton Gardens. I'm so glad you cleared that up for us, mate. <laughs> well, if I didn't know if I'm writing and going, oh, I'm very outraged by your latest. I live in oh, Melbourne. Yeah, you, know it. you know we would get emails. You know 100% would have half a dozen emails in a couple of days. Can't believe you said that, Fred. Yeah. I'm, I'm stood in Carlton Gardens right now. I can tell you it's not called the Royal Botanical Gardens. <laughs> <laughs> hello to everyone who i may have offended earlier i've corrected it it's carlton gardens <laughs> anyway nice skyscraper we like it we like the sky bridge sold lovely bit of engineering and architecture coming together cracking uh now finally we're going over to china because you can't talk about skyscrapers and not talk about china uh we're talking about the <laughs> greenland Mao international financial center which uh is is a huge great structure the tallest building on this list now rewinding a bit we'll know anyone that's watched the b1m for the last couple of years will know that china's skyscrapers have had a bit of a haircut right everything's been cut back a bit country issued a ban on skyscrapers taller than 500 meters and then took it further and said that cities with less than 3 million people 
can now only build as high as 150 meters, which is the threshold for a building officially being called a skyscraper. So effectively, they've banned skyscrapers in many locations. Detail of that is that you can only build over 250 meters tall in a major city if you've got a very good reason for doing so. And you absolutely cannot, cannot build taller than 500 meters. So the days of the 630 meter Shanghai Tower or 828 meter Burj Khalifas, if they're ever going to build them in China, uh, are over. However, the Greenland Jin Mao International Financial Center, which I think needs a snappier name, quite frankly, <laughs> uh, is coming in at a daring 499 meters. Right, guys, they're building right up to. <laughs> the, the, the limit uh, to the point where if someone was to stand on top of it or put some kind of mast or lean a broom against the top railing or I don't know if the ground was to heave by like a little bit you'd probably break the uh, break the restriction but anyway 499 <laughs> meters it's a very very big building due to complete in 2025 and when it does it'll become the 12th tallest building in the world just behind Taipei 101 in Taiwan so yeah this is a big building the fact that this is still limited by that haircut rule, you know, 499 meters, and it's still going to be a top 15 tallest building in the world is ridiculous, isn't it? And it goes to show how tall China has been building in the last few decades, right? It's ridiculous. Absolutely. And the pace at which they can build these things, the, the, the scale and the pace of construction in China is unreal you know that video we did on the the um, high-speed rail network in 2021 they'd built they'd built the entirety of their high-speed network in like the last 15 years it was it was astonishing growth they far outpaced the rest of the world obviously it's a complete as we've said before on this podcast it's a completely Mm. different uh culture and approach to to building to labor practices to all kinds of all kinds of things it's you can't really compare it with the western world but yeah this is a this is a big big building it's got these structural arches on it i should say these structural arches that kind of distribute its vertical loads down into the corners of the tower and down to the foundations um, but a nice twist about that is they've been designed to give a kind of modern nod to the gateways of nanjing's ancient city walls yeah which i think is quite nice you kind of mm. bring it in the kind of chinese heritage into modern architecture I like that. yeah if you squint if you squint, you can see it. Oh, here but, he is. <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's all right, isn't it? <laughs> it's all right. It's it's not my favourite design. It's not, not great my favourite China, is it, Luke? No, nah, of course not. We were talking about that before recording, weren't we? Your great mm. wall. Unbelievable. So, <laughs> favourite building on the list then, because I know we've, we've, you've kind of said this a few times, but you're going with 270 Park, Luke. Yeah, I'm going to go to 270 Park Avenue. Come and Liam, you're going with the Seal Tower. Yeah. Dubai. Easy. Yeah. Okay, there we go. Maybe, maybe, it's, maybe it's the destination as well. I'm just I'm just in the mood for a, lounging around a pool in the sun. <laughs> yeah. I, might, I might change. I might change my opinion come summer. I might be like New York. Yeah. You're like, oh, it's too hot. <laughs> They're all impressive, right? They're all impressive. I do love a big building. I do love a building in New York. Um, but I think just for kind of difference and interest, I think the one in Australia, you know, it's it's very unique. The The sky bridge between is a real impressive feat of engineering. Yeah. Um, 
you wouldn't see anything like that anywhere else. And yeah, I think I'm going to go for that one. Mostly because Mel- M- Melbourne's popping, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, much better than Sydney. City. Good food. Do you not wish like you lived there, Liam, instead of <laughs> Sydney? <laughs> <laughs> I lived I lived in Melbourne for five years before I uh, moved over to London. Um, yeah, I love Melbourne. It's great. Yeah, um, food's great. People's great. The the sporting culture down there is really really good. They've got is like, it? Yeah, you just got like uh, you know AFL stadiums, uh, football stadiums, tennis stadiums, things like that, and they're all really close to the city. Like within a, a lot of the main ones, like within walking distance. Um, so in summer, there's always stuff happening. Um, yeah, it's a great place. Uh, would I live there? Yeah, I mean, I think weather, due to the weather, it's a lot hotter in Sydney. Weather's a lot better than Melbourne. Um, I mean, I would I would move back there. My partner's from Sydney, though, so I haven't really got much say in it, mate. Right. What's what's the better city? you got, you got to pick one, Sydney or Melbourne. I'd say Melbourne. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I would. It's- <laughs> I would. I really would. The, the public transport's great. They've got trams down there. Super easy to get around. Um, it's like the city's like um, kind of like a grid, so it's just really easy to navigate. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd say Melbourne easily. Oh, the food's mate. way better down there. People in Sydney are going to get be annoyed at that, but the food is so much better down there. Oh wow! Yeah, and the, I've heard the coffee's good in Melbourne as well. Uh, yeah, the coffee's great in Melbourne. Uh, it's great in Sydney too. I think. Australia's the coffee is pretty good wherever you go. Typically, I think more often than not, you'll get a good coffee than you will a bad coffee. Whereas London, it's kind of like my experience is like you're going to get a bad coffee more than you're going to get a good coffee. Especially if Fred <laughs> takes you to Costa every time I ask him. I have not been to Costa in years. Do you know, do you know why? And the, I'll probably get because I teased podcast. you. Maybe no, no, no. I actually I haven't been to podcast. I haven't been to podcast. I haven't been to Costa since 2017 because i bought a i bought a panini there or something i had had like a toasted bean and i got really bad food poisoning from it i was really unwell and after that serious yeah after that i have just i'm just never going there when when did i start the b1m 2018 (laughs) i've met you at many of costas mate in 2018, 2019, <laughs> I've met you at Costa's. I don't go anymore. It's awful. It's it's like a filthy. I tell you what, the chain coffee shops, particularly in London, are just they've really gone downhill. Yeah. Black sheep coffee is quite nice, but that's coming up everywhere now. Oh, mate, the best the best chain coffee in my experience and food is Gales. Gales coffee is mm. good. Gales sausage rolls, next level. They are. That's where I met you guys. Oh, oh yeah, which oh, yeah. one did you go to? <laughs> yeah, Went to the mate. wrong one. Turn up all the wrong in, one in panting because you'd run from coffee shop that was 20 minutes away. <laughs> yeah, I literally was running, mate. I was literally like, oh no, have a laugh. I oh, grabbed no. a table as well. I grabbed a table because I just went, oh, Gail's Waterloo. Brilliant. Yeah. And for, for uh, people that don't know, Luke was emailing me nonstop about the podcasts and nonstop. No, no, it was good. The consistency is key. <laughs> I reckon. You, you make stuff up, Luke. Like Fred, Fred goes to Costa. I, he makes on. it up. I can, I can. Like, the Costa thing is legit. Legit, that happened. I don't, I don't see receipts. I don't see proof. It, I, babe, I, anyway, um, I, oh, I can look at my emails. I'll, just, just, I'll, bring, I'll bring it up in the next podcast, and I'll look. But Luke chased me. He was good. I replied to him after like three emails, and then I was like, okay, Fred, and it was like three weeks later, and he sent me two more emails. I was like, right, Fred, let's have a chat with this guy. 
And then Luke rocks up, what, 20 minutes late? Me and Fred are like, wow, this guy's not giving the best first impression. <laughs> I kind of went into the whole thing. I went into the whole thing skeptical anyway. So then when, yeah. when, I, when he's not turned up after 10 minutes, I was like, oh, here we go. I told yeah. him this was a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to be a weirdo. You did that, mate. You did, I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. We're wasting our time. And then, and then you turned up and we chatted for, I don't know, like an hour and a half, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Amazing, yeah. Yeah. I've never beautiful. hit it off with someone. This sounds like a date. I've never hit it off with someone that quickly. It was great. Yeah. 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 No, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. It was a it was a cool thing, very cool thing. And there we are, um, nearly fifty episodes deep. I did meet, nearly. I did some work years ago for a guy from Melbourne, and he'd never been outside of Australia before, and he come to London, and he was telling me how Melbourne was the best city in the world, and I was like, "Hang on, mate!" I was like, "You're in London, right?" Yeah, and he goes, <laughs> "No, we got more sky, we got more skyscrapers and blah." I was like, "Yeah, but you haven't got like a skyscraper next to a thousand year old castle, have you?" Yeah. And he was saying, oh, no, Melbourne is like the coffee capital of the world. It's the sporting capital of the world. I went, whoa there. I was like, mate, I think you're living in some sort of echo chamber. So it's the sporting capital of the world. You know, think, or the coffee is, capital mate. of the world. No, I, it's not. I think it no, is. No, it's not. The world. I think it is. Ha, ha, mate, most of the world can't get there. <laughs> most of the world can't get there in a few hours. It de facto can't be. Yeah. What, what, what determines Manchester, the sporting capital Manchester. of the world? Manchester. Manchester, what? Milan, Rio. No, Manchester. How is Manchester? London. London is more of a sporting city than Melbourne, mate. How London, is Manchester alone. a sporting city? F- football, football, football alone. For, what, what other sports? Is it Melbourne. It <laughs> doesn't matter. <laughs> I know, we go, we go. Capital. Now, you're, put, you're putting specific bias oh, on there. Yeah, if you're Melbourne going, is Melbourne being the sports capital of Australia? Right. With its enviable <laughs> sporting precincts of stadiums, pools, <laughs> track, and fields. Hang on, mm. hang on. Sporting capital of Australia is like my my <laughs> mate on the boat in Greece saying this is the best rock in this cove. Oh, it's like the Cometh River saying it's home to the third largest salmon population on the west coast. All right, I've got something else. There's another one that says um, London is the sporting capital of the world. I, I'd take London. I think yeah. London's a better city than Melbourne because it just has that international influence. It's it's in Europe. It's got the old. It's got the new. Yeah, coffee's not as good. <laughs> well, I mean, you only have a couple of coffees a day. You know, it doesn't does it really matter if you have the best coffee in the world. I don't know. Nah, really that's it. That's it. Who cares? Anyway, guys, let us know what you thought about the skyscrapers <laughs> on this list. Just trying to swing it back here to the, to the things we were talking about. What was your favourite skyscraper? Uh, do you like Sydney or Melbourne? Where is the best coffee in the world? What's the sporting capital of the world? Let us know. Get your comments coming in. Podcast at the B1M.com. Also in the news this week, we're heading over to Miami, Florida, where a new 12-story luxury residential tower has been announced. This is designed by Zaha Hadid Architects. Um, it's very impressive. It's very Zaha Hadid. There is a uh, glass-bottomed pool linking two towers, a 100-foot-long glass-bottomed sky pool linking these two towers, which is very impressive. Um, but I think the most interesting part of this product is actually rising on the site of the former Champlin Towers South Condo that collapsed in the middle of the night back in June 2021. Um, 
that was a, a a serious tragedy. 98 people lost their lives when the building collapsed around 1 a.m. on the 24th of June, 2021. There was huge investigation around it. Um, it's still ongoing, but it looks like it was uh, poor maintenance of the concrete structure and the pool, the pool deck going down, some of the water going down and eroding steel in the concrete underneath the pool, which is pretty shocking. Um, anyway, I should say there's an investigation still going on on that, so it's not it's not determined yet. But uh, developer um, Damak International and Zahardid teaming up to now build a new development on this site. Um, there's kind of very basic, not not basic renders. There aren't many renders of the detail. I mean, there's renders of the big building and the outside of it, which look very nice. But there's not a lot of specifics around what's inside or what the inside is going to look like. Um, Zahardid have said they're very honoured to be chosen for the projects. Um, uh, and in a direct quote here, this is a quote from uh, Chris Lepine, who's one of the directors, says, While no work of architecture can ever remove the pain of the past, nor should it, a truly ambitious work of architecture can respect such a significant site. As I said, we're not quite sure what that looks like yet or how they're going to be respecting the site, if there's any kind of memorial going on there. But yeah, this has been announced. It's rising on the site of a formerly collapsed condo. And because it's RD, it looks good. What do you guys reckon? I, I I agree. I think I think it looks really nice. Yeah, it's it, it looks great. Um, I'd be a little bit weird, a little bit hesitant about um living there myself, mm-hmm. just due to what happened to to the previous condo. Obviously, I found I found it a little bit strange building on top of something where would you say ninety eight people died, like quite fairly recently as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, but the design's great. I, I just, yeah, I don't know if it's the right thing to do. Mm. I echo that. I think I think the design is actually outstanding. I think the design is one of my favourite Zaha designs that's come through. You know, on our on our kind of radar in the last few months, it's it's beautiful. Everything about it, I really really love. Um, it's just yeah, there's something a little bit eerie about it, and. Uh, I, at the moment, maybe I don't know enough details about it or how they're going to treat the site, but um, at the moment, it, it almost feels a little bit disrespectful. I don't know. Yeah, that's kind of picked up in the comments as, bit as well. So there's a, got a few here I'll read out. Um, there's one from Luis saying it looks a bit like the Sahadid building next to the High Line in New York, and it does look a bit like that. Now he mentions it. I do consider where he's coming from. Mm. Um couple of people saying uh this site should have been this site should have been a memorial which i think is yeah that's a fair point um and then someone else much more to the point saying uh this is uh jamie not surprised the hungry real estate developers in miami are doing this i would have preferred a public monument commemorating the tragedy but i suppose beach property is too valuable for them Mm. oh Mm. man as we said, we don't know if there's going to be any kind of memorial or plaque or statue or garden. I would imagine there would be. I would hope there would be. Um, I, I do think you've got, you know, if there was one team that was going to build on this site and do so respectfully and create a memorial or nod in some way to what happened there, you know, you're not going to get better than Zahadid Architects. They know what they're doing. They're very good at it. But yeah, yeah. Could it have just been? That that block could that block just have become a park? Probably should have done. Yes, yeah, I think so. 
I think so. Miami, that part of Miami probably could have done with that. But mm. um, I don't know. I, I I feel like maybe I'm a bit too detached from the situation. So that's just my gut feelings anyway. Yeah, interesting one. Um, guys, let us know what you think about this. Get your comments coming in. Basically, Zaha did put out two different designs at the minute. There is a stepped back one. Uh, and there is one that rises vertically. So they basically put forward two options to the local planners. The planners can decide which one they want to go for, or there can certainly be some debate around it. So we want to know, do you think this building should be built? What should the site be? What do you think the site should have been? Uh, and if it does get built, which Zahardine design would you go for? Get your comments coming in, podcast at the B1M.com. Um, other thing I want to talk about this week was just swinging back to what we spoke about at the beginning, which is Get Construction Talking, which launched uh, earlier this week. I'm really excited to see it out there and announced now. As I said, guys, we've got our major launch event happening on the 12th of July in London with me, Liam and Kyle, all there in person. We've also got Procore's CEO, uh, Tui Quarterbunch, coming over, which is going to be fantastic. We're screening our video series. Uh, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be awesome. I'm really proud of this. I'm really proud of this initiative and what it's going to do to hopefully uh, hopefully lift up and move the dial on mental health and construction. You excited, guys, for the launch and the canapes? Yeah, big time, mate. Big time. But I think I'm, I'm more excited just about how important this is and how it feels like, for me, it feels like a privilege to be you know somewhat involved. So, yeah, I'm really excited to see, see what happens and how it unfolds. Oh, thanks, mate. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think it's a great initiative. I think... Touching on what you said earlier, Fred, I don't think blokes, men sort of talk about, you know, issues and things like that. So I think any kind of awareness that the B1M can help with this and to promote the issue, I think it, it's a it's a really fantastic cause. I think, yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing what we can achieve from the campaign over the over the next twelve months. It's 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 really exciting. Yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome that we're able to use what we've built to you know, raise awareness something like this it feels like the right thing to do as i said i've i've had my own journey on mental health and it's only when i researched it more and looked into it more that i realized just how bad mental health and construction is and it's it's shocking obviously mm-hmm. there's, there's a lot of nuance there's a lot of contributing factors and everyone's unique but some of those big themes i talked about you know the working hours the pressure the payment practices and that culture, that kind of macho culture of how long are you working, what hours are you doing, um, not feeling able to talk about how you really feel with the people you're working with, all that contributes to higher levels of poor mental health. Um, and as I mean, in the UK, two people on average every day take their lives in the UK construction industry. You are five times more likely to die by suicide on a US construction site than all the other causes combined. It's it's shocking stuff. Absolutely shocking stuff. I should say, sorry, the US wow. is, uh, you're more likely to die uh, in construction, you're more likely to die, uh, five times more likely to die from suicide than you are all the other causes combined. That's people that work in construction, not necessarily on site, just to clarify. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's important, mate. Just highlights how important this is, so... Yeah, we're taking a kind of a multi multi pronged approach to this. So we've got our big video series. Obviously, the best thing we're the thing we're best at is making videos and podcasts. Probably better at making videos at this point. No offense, lads. Uh, we've got <laughs> we've got a two part video series on mental health, which we're making freely available to anyone to watch uh, across the world. We hope people are going to share it with their their friends and colleagues. That's going to be up on the B1M YouTube channel and also available over at getconstructiontalking.org. 
Uh, we're doing a special episode of the World's Best Construction Podcast, which is going to come out uh, later in July around mental health. We're going to do a dedicated mental health podcast series under a completely different uh, podcast brand. We're doing a launch event. We're doing regular breakfast events. We're going to be doing uh, banner advertising on London Underground again, which is going to be fantastic. As I said, that's also going to extend over to the New York subway uh, and a couple other places across the US. We're doing a Chicago launch for this in September as part of Procore's Groundbreak event. Um, I'm I'm so excited. And we're also lifting up and raising awareness of existing construction mental health charities. You know, amazing platforms like the Lighthouse Charity, uh, Mates in Construction down in Australia, the Construction Industry Alliance for Suicide Prevention in the US, Construction Sport in the UK. Yeah, these are fantastic organizations that are working really hard with no resources to really provide support for the industry. So if we can lift up and help them, that's uh, that's going to be a fantastic milestone. As part of that, we're also raising money. So if you guys are hearing this, if you've been affected by this, uh, when you come to watch the video series, when you come to use those resources, when it all launches on the 12th of July, there's going to be a donation capability there as well. So if you want to donate to those charities, you can. Uh, we've set ourselves the very lofty goal of trying to raise one million US dollars within a year for those charities worldwide working with Procore. So um, every little helps. Anything you want to give would be much appreciated. As I said, whole thing kicks off 12th of July with the launch event in London. You can register for free. Please come along. We'd love to see you there. Uh, they're giving out t-shirts. We've got freebies. There's all sorts of cool stuff happening. There's going to be a power discussion. Uh, yeah, go and register now. Getconstructiontalking.org is the website. Swinging over to the email inbox. What you got for us, Carl? Oh, right. Okay. We got a message in from Riddle P. Uh, Peter Riddle or Riddell. I don't know. Uh, but he says, great video about the tunnel being built in Linz, Fred. But just ask Liam about the entry to the Sydney Harbour Bridge off the Cahill Expressway. Cahill? Cahill Expressway? Is that right? Yeah. Now that's a curve built back in the 30s. It's a 270 degree, very tight turn through solid rock. I see your Linz tunnel and raise you one. Love the podcast, guys, especially the friendship and humor between the three of you. Carl's a bit, a bit of a concern, but there's always one. All the best. Thank you, Peter. Much appreciated, mate. <laughs> um, what, what's he talking about here, Liam? Can you tell us about this? Yeah, I think I think he sp- explains it pretty well, mate. Um, right, super curved rock. <laughs> He's coming into the tunnel. <laughs> That's it. That's That's it. it is very impressive. It is very impressive. <laughs> I love it. Is that it? It's just very. It's just very <laughs> impressive. I don't know what. I don't know what Peter means by he's raising us one. What do you mean, Peter? Like, is it that it's more curvy it's got more than impressive. Limbs or it's yeah, more impressive, impressive yeah. tunnel? Yeah, that's what he's saying, yeah. I don't understand the bit where he says uh, the friendship between you. I wouldn't count any guys as my friends any day of the week. No, you might not. What you do is take the piss out of me. Yeah. As soon as this podcast ends, I'll talk to you only when I'm getting paid. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Peter loves it. Peter loves it. Thanks for sending that in, though, mate. Yeah, that's great. Thanks, Peter. Yeah. Um, I've got a super short review as well. Do you want to hear it? Is it good? It's a good review. Yeah, of course it's a good review. Did you mention my genetically great calves? 
no, no, not this no. one. This, this, no. this is no. Come on, Fred, stop fishing for it. Kevin one oh nine one oh four says, title of the review: Guys just being no guys being dudes. And the review goes on and says it's five star. Just guys being dudes talking about sweet buildings. That's nice. it. I know, right? That's <laughs> nice and punchy. That's what you want. Nice and punchy. Yeah. <laughs> guys just being dudes. <laughs> who is the guy that, that was it? Matthew Wellington who wrote in like a short novel. There was, uh, like, there was subplots. <laughs> there were paragraphs. There was this overall story arc. It was work of art, mate. It work of work of art. <laughs> <laughs> Read the Jacob Garlic poem. I mean, <laughs> that one. I still, I still don't know who said that. Oh, <laughs> I love it. They must have created like that an email as well, like a Gmail. They created a fake Gmail just for it, and it's not me. I can see those eyes, Mister Mills, oh, looking at eyes, me. Yeah. Like, they must it's not have me. like created a yeah. fake Gmail account with a fake name, and oh, you seem to know quite a lot about that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's coincidence, isn't it, mate? Coincidence. <laughs> there we go. But that's it for this week. So thanks for sending in the reviews. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple, just drop us a cheeky five-star review. That'd be grand. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for tuning in to me, uh, Liam, and Luke, the three best friends that anyone could have. <laughs> uh, get your reviews coming in. Get your feedback coming in. And we will see you, or actually we'll talk to you next week. I can, Danny's oh, cooking chicken snitty, man. I can smell it. Secret ingredient? Pecorino in the flour. Yeah. You do schnitzel. Yeah. <laughs> Italians, man. And they sneak cheese and everything. Anyway. <laughs> they do. Hey, they do. I can't eat cheese. I'm like those. Like, Are I, you really? Yeah. I, yeah, know that. I can eat a little bit, but then, yeah, I shouldn't.